Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Federal Reserve is continuing to ramp up its fight against inflation, and a British regulator lashes out at what it calls irresponsible cryptocurrency ads. Plus, so she's sort of been a bull in a bull market, and that's worked out really well for her until now. We'll talk about Kathy Wood. She's been one of the most successful asset managers during the pandemic. Now she's stumbling hard. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The UK's advertising watchdog says several cryptocurrency companies have put out ads that are misleading and irresponsible. The Advertising Standards Authority is set to issue a formal rebuke today. It called out two companies, Coinbase and eToro by name. It also criticizes Papa John's for a promotion that offered pizza in exchange for Bitcoin. The regulator says these ads make crypto investing sound fun and easy and downplay the risks. The watchdog will also tell companies to make it clear that crypto assets are not regulated in the UK and that investors are subject to tax liability. The Federal Reserve is set to toughen its stance on inflation today. Fed officials look set to boost expectations for more interest rate increases next year to fight rising costs, and they're expected to announce a faster scaling back of the pandemic bond buying program. Here's our U.S. economics editor, Colby Smith. In early November, it revealed that it would be winding down its asset purchase program by a pace of $15 billion a month. Um, Now they're looking to slash those purchases at double that pace, so by $30 billion a month. And that's in order to uh, set the Fed up to have space to raise interest rates next year earlier than it initially expected. Now, when it comes to rate increases, there's a new dot plot coming out today. And Colby reports that Fed officials will likely signal support for two increases next year and three or four the following year. She says for now, markets are taking the new outlook in stride. What would potentially rattle financial markets is if the Fed was taking a significantly more hawkish approach. So let's say they're penciling three interest rate increases or more, um, or uh, you know the the tone uh, or Powell's tone during the press conference shows that they are uh, really kind of thinking about a different approach uh, to policy in the face of higher inflation. But for right now, it seems like markets are more or less in line with Fed expectations at this point. So hopefully uh, there isn't too big of a shock uh, later today. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. Kathy Wood is known as the queen of the bull market. The founder of ARK Invest is famous for targeting disruptive technology companies. She bought into Tesla early on. For the past five years, her flagship ARK Disruptive Innovation Exchange Traded Fund has shot up about 40% a year. But now her investments are taking a beating. The FT's asset management editor, Harriet Agnew, joins me now to talk more about what's going on with Kathy Wood and ARK Invest. Hey, Harriet. Hi, Mug. So, Harriet, tell us more about Kathy Wood. You know, how did she make her mark on the markets? I'd say that over the past couple of years, Kathy Wood has really um, found her place as the sort of poster child of the tech-driven bull market that we've experienced. She talks about these big picture themes around things like uh, the genomic revolution, around automation and robotics artificial intelligence, uh, space exploration. Um, 
And all of these things have really captivated the minds of um, retail investors. Um, and she's built up a big following within a lot of them um, to the point where there's even Kathy Wood merchandise. So there's a great T-shirt where you see her um, riding on, a, on top of a bull and it just says, Kathy Wood, queen of the bull market. In many ways, she's sort of the antithesis of what we think of as traditional Wall Street. She's developed um, a big presence on social media and she's very savvy with, um, with how she markets herself. Yeah, I mean, she does a, a great job marketing herself. But what is her financial success based on? I suppose one of the most eye-catching moments for her was a couple of years ago in May 2019 when Tesla shares were trading at around $200 a share. Anyway, Kathy Wood came and she outlined this incredibly bullish valuation um, for Tesla at $1.4 trillion. So basically saying that each of its shares were worth $6,000 a share. And then in 2020, during the pandemic, she just had this year of incredibly eye-catching um, performance. Um, so the fund was up 150 percent for the year, which is enormous. And I think what happened was um, COVID accelerated the digital trends that were underway already and um, benefited a lot of her holdings. Now, how important has Tesla been to her success? Tesla is now um, Arc Innovation's biggest position. And so if you strip out the performance of Tesla, which has had a phenomenal run, then the performance of Arc doesn't look as good. And indeed, if Tesla shares come off, then Arc's going to be, be hit by that as well. So she's not just vulnerable to rise in interest rates, um, she's vulnerable to any jitteriness uh, around Tesla. So earlier you said Kathy Wood is very popular among retail investors, but what do asset managers think about her strategy? Look, she's brought an enormous amount of innovation to the asset management industry just through being a pioneer in this um, actively managed ETF market. Critics will say that she's been a sort of massive beneficiary of the monetary stimulus that we've seen during the pandemic. So low interest rates have really benefited a lot of these high risk companies that ARC bets on. So she's sort of been a bull in a bull market and that's worked out really well for her until now. Yeah, I mean, ARC is down 25% this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the other really important point about the, the performance is that while her performance of ARC innovation looks really strong, so over the past five years, it's recorded an average of 40% a year, which on the face of it looks phenomenal. But what happened was for most of that time, the fund's asset base was really small. And so she made big returns on a small asset base. So a lot of the investors who came in towards the end are actually now nursing losses. So really this 40% a year over five years kind of masks the reality, which is that most of her investors in, um, in ARK Innovation will be underwater. So Harriet, if one of the main criticisms of ARC and Kathy Wood's strategy is that it, it benefited a lot from low interest rates, where do Kathy Wood and ARC go from here as we start to enter a, a higher, higher interest rate environment? That's a big question for ARC and a lot of its holdings. Um, as interest rates go up, these are likely to sell off because they're very sensitive to a rise in interest rates. And so the worry is that sentiment could be turning against these kind of companies, sentiment could be turning against ARC. And I think you've got a lot of these phenomena that benefited ARC on the way up may hurt it on the way down. So, for example, um, when you're investing in less liquid companies and you're putting, pouring more and more money into them, when they're going up, it pushes them up. And that's a great um, uh, virtuous circle. But then the same thing can happen in reverse on the way down. Uh, and it can put the price, push the prices down if you have to, um, if you have to redeem from them. Um, there's also the point about transparency, which 
I, I think is one of the we, we spoke about earlier, the, the the sort of notion of authenticity helped her find favor with retail investors. Uh, and people love that transparency that she gives around her, her research and things and her positions. But again, this could be a double edged sword because people could sort of front run her positions because they because they know what they are and they know what she's trading. Harriet Agnew is the FT's asset management editor. Before we go, Britain can now be called the world's leader in pest control. Britain's Rent-A-Kill is buying the U.S. pest group Terminix in a nearly $7 billion deal. It'll make Rent-A-Kill the biggest pest control company on the planet. And it's a good time to be in the business of trapping and killing bugs and rodents. The industry is growing. There are more middle-class households and more fear of viruses and diseases brought about by COVID-19 and climate change. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.